Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. You've done it, people. You've made it. It's Friday. It's 5pm. There should hopefully be a beer in your glass and you are settling in for whatever whatever Brad's got planned for us this week. Where where are we headed on this amazing, supposedly half-hour journey this week? Aha. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what diversions I, I can tell you. I've, uh, what have I been doing this week? Uh, my boiler broke on Monday, so I was really stressed about that. But I had a lovely man come around called Marvin who came and fixed it. Shout uh, out to Marvin if you're looking for a... To- boiler person in margate area brilliant brilliant marvin's the best um great guy great guy super cool guy uh so that was stressful then my sister rang me up the next day she's away on on holiday she thought she was being broken into because she's got motion sensors in her house so she said could i she she worried me she was like i think i'm being broken into are you doing anything i was working i was like no it's okay i can go around uh She's like, the sensor's going crazy in every room. Uh, can you go around and, like, check if we're being broken into? Uh, she's like, don't do not do anything, but, like, call the police if there's a problem. Uh, but then when I got there, I couldn't I couldn't see anything from the exterior. So I had to go inside, Johnny. And, my God, it was like, it was like an episode of 24. I was like Kiefer, <laughs> sneaking through rooms, ready to twat someone if they... Uh, what, jumped out of me what weapon did you have for said i don't I, I i don't think i can say if i had a weapon on air johnny because i don't think you're you're really supposed to be doing stuff like that um but oh. let me tell you well, I was now ready. i really need to know what the weapon was it was it an illegal weapon no no did no you no. have a mace or something no i didn't have a weapon johnny i didn't have a weapon i, oh, was just I didn't ready. have a weapon. my 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 just hands are deadly weapons so you've got some pretty was... serious rings yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't. That's what I thought when I was driving over. I was like, I wish I had some more rings on, because that'll hurt if I whack. <laughs> Aren't they on most of ring. your fingers? Uh, I'm not. I'm not a a, uh, a sort of pirate, Johnny. I've got. A, I've got two <laughs> rings that I wear most days. Some days, if we're filming, I put more rings on to sort of up my Jack Sparrow uh, sort of pirate aspirations, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was well. That was like. Yeah, it got the blood pumping. Let's say that, Johnny. So, um, but, so th- there was nobody. There was nobody there. What they'd done was they'd left uh, their curtains open in a few of the rooms, 
I'm making it sound like a palace. It's just a normal sized house. But they'd <laughs> left they'd left curtains open, right? And I don't remember if I don't know if you remember, but on Tuesday it was incredibly blue skies and like piercing sunshine. And I think what had happened was that there was like a slit in the curtain open and a beam of light had been moving around the room. Um, let's say uh, maybe a van or something or a tall, a tall lorry or something might have gone past on the road, blocked that for a second and it set, it triggered the, uh, all the alarms and made, made them spooked, made me go around. I also raced around there, Johnny, in the Lupo, the little go-kart Lupo. Um, Always a risk with your cars. Mm. So the, the, I, you know. one of the stories we didn't tell about Adnams was that when Brad dropped oh. me off at the train station afterwards, mm. having done what, like a three hour drive, yeah. your car conked out as you tried to pull away from the train station. And I just, well, you told me to, but I just ran for the train. I told you to leave because uh, I it used to be leave no man behind really... when driving in one of yeah. Brad's old cars. But now it's very yeah. much leave, leave Brad behind. Well, we've done a long day, haven't we? So I also, I didn't know what was wrong with it. But I tell you what, if we want, <laughs> I don't know if I'll go into this fully, but did I tell you what happened after that? So I was, I was parked, uh, well, I kind of pulled over near the train station to, to get you on the train uh, back home. And uh, I'd actually pulled over by a drop curb uh, in front of a sort of gated development, I would say. It's like a gated block of flats. Um, and just behind a bus stop. So you went, and then I sat there trying to start the engine. Uh, I got the bonnet open. I was like, everything looks fine. Oil level's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, And it just refused to start. After about five minutes, uh, an angry man in a van was indicating that he wanted to turn into um, the gated development. So... He got out really angry and pushed me forward uh, with another passerby and they pushed me into the bus stop, Johnny. So now I'm blocking a bus stop and I'm in a bus lane uh, and I can't start my car. And then I finally resigned to calling AA and I thought as I was on hold, I thought I'll just turn the engine one more time. Start it up. Boom. And I was away. So I I still don't know what was going on with it, but I think I might have a dodgy battery. That is what I'm saying. That's what I'm sticking to. Uh, when I bought the car, Johnny, it uh, I didn't realise for several months that the battery wasn't secured inside the engine. So You it also was, thought it, it had an just... MOT and it didn't. But yeah, I also thought it had a four years MOT. <laughs> so I was driving around for several months without an MOT and I had no idea because it wasn't on the, the system to remind me or anything. So I took... I took uh, my other car in to get it serviced. They were like, oh, you got any other cars? I said, oh, yeah, I've got this little uh, Kangoo uh, van and told them the reg. And they were like, yeah, you're like three months out of MOT, mate. You need to bring that in ASAP. uh, Otherwise, you're going to get nicked. So, yeah, lots of dramas. Lots of dramas this week, Johnny. Lots of dramas last week. Life is drama. At the risk of derailing this conversation further, I do want yeah. to raise a question about your sister's curtains. Yeah, go on. So I- I'm amazed that a British person, when going on uh-huh. holiday, would would so carelessly leave yeah. a set of curtains open. Because British holiday protocol demands that you close your curtains because that deters Does robbers, it? doesn't it? 
That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's what true. our parents like, told us as we when, grew up. When I said uh, uh, open, they were left ajar. So there was a. I, oh. I, I, so I like feel just like a it was sliver. Yeah, I feel like it might have been a strategic sliver. It's not open or because, it's closed. No, I think you know. they've got they've got like like lights that they can turn on and off remotely. So Oof. I feel like they they turn the lights. It's like Home Alone, mate. Yeah. Home Alone vibes, you know. Except... Are, are there are there silhouettes attached to trains? Yeah. And... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then <clears throat> consider my question rescinded. <laughs> we rescinded. my 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 wife insists on doing exactly that, just leaving the curtains kind of half open, so that any robber that turns up will be a bit like, "What? Well, I but uh they're not just closed, totally they're not, perplexed. Oh, yeah, just like yeah. they'll just freeze, paralyzed." Schrodinger's cat vibes. Is it? Yeah. Is it in the? Is it dead alive? It's in the box. <laughs> is it holiday or not holiday? Which again yeah. is what happened in Home Alone. They thought they were holiday. away, and then yeah. Yeah, man. Is it you the know, wet I, bandits I've or been the sticky bandits get... in the first one? Sorry, uh, it's wet, the wet bandits. bandits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've been trying to get in touch with the brother of one of the wet bandits. <laughs> Go on. Because the brother of one of the wet bandits wrote the episode of The Simpsons where <laughs> Homer goes to the Duff Factory. Oh wow! And you have that amazing gag about you know Duff Light, Duff Regular, and Duff whatever the other Duff is, and it's all the same beer, like the pipe, same pipe goes into all. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's research for my next book. Um, and he he's not replying. His agent his agent said, "Yeah, he'll get back to you." I've been waiting nearly a year. So wow, come on, wet bandit brother. What's uh, what's his name? Name and shame. I I, I can't, uh, can't I remember. can't remember. The only way I could find out is by looking up the name of. Is it? Is hang it on. So it's it's Marv, the tall guy. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not little. Uh, what's his name? Is, is that yeah. Devito? That's Danny Devito, isn't it? Is it Danny Devito? No. What am I no, talking about? No, it's not. No, no, no. I can see uh, why you're confused. No, no. But, I know um, it's not Danny Devito. I love Danny Devito. I can't remember that guy's name. He's he's in Goodfellas and. Fuck. What's his name? Uh, Daniel Stern is Marv. Yeah. And he's in Leaf Weapon. Joe Four. Pesky. Joe Pesci. That's it. He's in Goodfellas. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Pesci. Yeah, he's a, he's he's great. He's very very good. Um, oh man! Do you know, I saw. So, I mean, we are so off topic for so long. I saw around Christmas this year because Home Alone is a Christmas movie, of course. Mm. I saw like a. You know, people go like, "I was X years old when I realised something." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they went. I was actually old when I realised that the policeman at the start of Home Alone is one of the wet bandits. And I was like, <laughs> I was about four years old. I was three years old Jesus. when that film came out, and I think I knew that. You'd have to be like, pretty like non-observant to not see the clock, the gold teeth, the gold exactly. Teeth is the like key. they make a big American film thing yeah. of it, so that no dumb American can miss it. Sorry, yeah, American. yeah. Um, Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, just I, I feel like they knew that, but they wanted the they wanted the internet attention, Bradley. Which, yeah. let's be honest, as YouTubers, we can sympathise with. We all want a little bit of internet um, attention. Like this week, most people will be like, "I was well, in this case, thirty five years old when I realised I could brew a beer and drink it the next day." How's Boom. that for a link? Come on, that's, that's a bloody brilliant link. Although, Johnny, <laughs> we haven't even plugged the live show that we're doing yet. Oh God, okay, yeah, live show first, live <laughs> show first. So, <laughs> next Friday, in fact, roughly this time next Friday, six p.m., we will be hosting our next live show. This is super late notice, I hear you saying, but you will want to make time for this. You will want to clear your diaries because we're doing it with the one and only Verdant Brewing Co. 
who me. were our second ever uh, Patreon sponsor. Beautiful. And are one of the best IPA breweries in the in the world. Yeah, man. It's it's an exciting time of year for Verdant, isn't it? So um, it's it's really cool to be working with them on this mixed box set uh, just before the release. Um, and it's it's Brad, it's great, Brad, isn't it? Brad, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to beep that out because we're not supposed to say what the beer is. Well, I haven't I haven't said it. I've said it's just before the release. I didn't say it's in there. I don't think that's gonna wash. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna beep it out and tease people with it. Okay. Um, but yes, there is a special beer in the box which we cannot announce or talk about, Bradley. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. That will be in the mixed case. And that's why it's so late notice, because they are shipping the mixed boxes on Tuesday. You can only Beautiful. buy the mixed boxes on Tuesday. Beautiful. And they will be with you by Friday for 6 p.m. Amazing. So that's next Friday, isn't it? Next is Friday, 6 p.m. on the YouTube mm. channel. We will have a tour of Verdant's amazing, relatively new brew house with the founder and head brewer, James. And uh, we think maybe Lawrence, who's... Um, uh, in production and an amazing home brewer so maybe we'll ask him some questions about that um and yeah it, it's early in the night apologies for that uh that's because uh of previous plans held by james but uh it will be worth it and as with all of our live shows it will be available immediately afterwards on youtube so if you can't watch it live it's still very much worth catching up afterwards if you've bought the box or if you haven't um if you miss out on the box because they will sell out I will, we will put a list on our Discord forum and on our social media of the other beers that will be in the box, so you can at least definitely track those down. The special one is, I think, direct from the brewery only, as far mm-hmm. as I know. That's all we're saying. That's all we're That's saying. That's all we're saying. Then. That's all we're saying. And we've got, we're swiftly moving on now. Yeah, so back to the amazing link that I made that we had to, uh, had to ruin. Um, Brad, you were 40 years old when you learned you could brew a beer and drink it the next day. I was 40 years old. I was, I was. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a, a little idea, a little kernel of an idea we've had for a while, and we just kept sort of putting it off, didn't we? But um, it was the right time to try it, although I don't, was it the right time to try it, Johnny? Because it was so cold. That Terrible first timing, just of, inspired yeah. by life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah to, this is, you just had to do it. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into things I do different and inspirations behind it and tweaks i'd make mm. in, a, in a moment but yes don't try this beer in one of the coldest snaps the uk has had for quite a while <laughs> yeah it's um, pretty epically cold yeah it was it was mine yeah down to minus four or five i think um yeah. but anyway yeah so this was our odyssey to brew a beer in the original idea was 48 hours but having done the research i decided it was probably possible in 36 and having mm. done the brew I think it's probably possible to do it quicker, although I wouldn't advise it for lots of reasons. But yeah, so we made a Quike table beer, New England style, in 35 and a quarter hours. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. 
These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music, and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time, I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers, and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. What an achievement. What an achievement. And it looked absolutely beautiful, that pint. Like, it was a good-looking pint, looking. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no I'm not tr- going to lie. Not, I'm not very shrubby. good at making New England beer now. You know, we've done yeah. two of them on the channel. I've done multiple ones outside of that. So I know how to... I know my grist, ratio, my grist, uh, grist ratios. I know my hop quantities. I know how to get everything right. But this was a big shift on that but my basics were there which is always important in homebrew yeah 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 yeah. so you, it's like a sort of um all of your training your jack bauer years of uh <laughs> homebrewing uh at, a, at an elite uh sort of uh secret security service level of homebrewing yeah came into play and then we broke uh, all the protocols just like break jack all bauer. the protocols man he just ripped that that rule book even, in half. I'm, I'm still watching 24. I have slagged it off online <laughs> recently because it is, I mean, it is, it has aged, you know, not in like a Me Too way, but just yeah, in a like yeah. TV has come a long way since. Um, but there, there is a line where he says to somebody, he's like, you know, I don't follow protocol. And it's like, wow. oh my God. That's you, you shouldn't so... have to spell out that somebody's a bad boy. That's so good, Johnny. Wow, he's so cool. I wish I went around saying, you know I don't follow protocol and things like that. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Imagine a life yeah. like that. That's good to know that he's not going around slapping people's asses and stuff anyway. so No, no, he's least... he's he's very respectful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, except for the fact that he cheated on his wife. Uh, he's very Does respectful. He? Oh, dear. Um, that, yeah, that's a sort of a side story. Uh, in yeah. season one it's all right brad it's it's a it's okay. an all right show it's all right yeah but i mean life's too short to watch all right shows man it's all about the bangers surely it's got to be an incredible show to watch it or re-watch i mean yeah i mean that is something we wrestle with doing. constantly sort of every time yeah. i go to pick a new show i'm on rotten tomatoes and you know if yeah. both both the viewer and the critic score isn't high enough then i'll skip it which probably means i'm missing lots of great stuff because critics and people are idiots um Mate. I watched uh, True Romance this week at the cinema on Valentine's Day. If that's not a hundred um, and a hundred, I'll be annoyed. Oh, I don't know what percent, I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes it's got, but it's very, very high. I think it's Tarantino's best film, even though he didn't direct it. I love it; it's so good. Um, what, what what did he great. What did he do for it? He wrote it. Oh, he wrote, he wrote it, but didn't direct. He wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't direct it. No. I'll um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's got. I'll tell you what it's got. It's got ninety three and ninety three. So it's Come not bad. On. It's not bad. That's pretty good. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I think it's aged pretty well, apart from. Um, well, no. I mean, it was inappropriate at the time as well. You've got what's his name, the English actor from Deptford, whose sister is Big Mo from EastEnders. Uh, he's like a Shakespearean actor. He's a brilliant actor. What's his name? I can't think of it. He plays. He plays a guy, a drug dealer called Drexel in it. He's got dreads. And oh, you mean Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman, mate. He's got dreads, and he's it's it's dubious 
what his sort of um uh, what kind of per, you know what what he's playing his character uh yeah it's it's it, i think that's the only bit where where it's a bit dodge and um yeah it's just it's just a spot on film man i love that film yeah, it's brilliant film. so brilliant film i watched that i watched mean girls in the cinema as well johnny that, also i think that's film. aged well that's aged all right actually i thought it might have aged badly but i think it's got a core of sort of goodness and a very sort of um positive well, T- message tina fey doesn't shy away from from no. the line you know there's a lot no. of stuff in even in 30 rock that they've had to uh roll back on i think there's i'm trying to think there's one particular thing they did and and they've had to i think the episode's no longer shown on tv but i can't remember what it is oh wow um all that pales in comparison to what uh <laughs> what since happened to her co-star but we we, we won't get into that um yeah. Anyway, back to the video. So, yeah, so this has been one of the best-received homebrew videos we've done. Probably the best, um, the most, I guess, clickbaity that we've done. Mm. But our view on clickbait is if you follow through, then it's not clickbait, right? No. It may look clickbaity. Yeah. But if you you come through What do you mean, Johnny? What do you mean the Jack Bowers, uh, Johnny Garrett face (laughs) mashup? That's not clickbait, is it? Not at all. The giant... Mission accomplished uh, in green glowing digital text reflecting in your aviator glasses, mate. That's not that's not clickbait. I think it's some of the finest work you've done for our thumbnails. Oh. I really do. It's uh, it's it was terrifying. It's terrifying. As I was doing it, I thought this is brilliant slash horrifying. <laughs> Lots of emotions going on. Well, I also what did thought... you think about the trajectory of your career as you face shopped mm. face shopped <laughs> <laughs> photoshopped <laughs> my face? It's on weird to keep one, Johnny. Yeah, at one point I was a young hotshot of the year in the broadcast industry. Uh, and is now... that an official award? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won it. Young broadcast shot. magazine, young hotshot of the year. Um, when I was in my uh, late twenties, I think. Yeah, late twenties, something like that. For post production, uh, with my my work doing TV graphics and directing sort of TV idents and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and now I make uh, thumbnails for YouTube. <laughs> and you know what? It's uh, going to be a short-lived basis. career because AI is going to do it yeah. for us in a year's time. Yeah. Well, once they figure out the amount of fingers uh, you've got yeah. on a hand, then... And the amount of teeth in your mouth. That's all of... That's photographers, designers... Uh, Everyone, out, any creative people out of a job by stupid fucking artificial intelligence. I, I, I'm, I'm saying like I hate it. I follow quite a lot of weird um, accounts on Instagram that are sort of arty AI things where people are putting in interesting um, prompts to get all kinds of strange results. Have you had a go on Mid Journey or anything like that? I, I haven't played around with it. I've watched a lot of stuff about it. There's a great YouTuber yeah. who I enjoy. Oh my God, Tom, his name's gone. But he generally does like really cool content where it's just like, this uh, square is round and then does some scientific yeah. thing. Uh, but he recently did one about how the world's about to change because he just, he went to um, chat GBT and it wrote code for him. He just yeah, asked it, so. can you write code for this? And then it did. So coders must be bricking it as well. Well, it worked. Yeah. The code worked. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it can write code for itself and then free itself from the shackles of mankind and then 
Yeah, the, can... the the world is going to end when somebody says like just puts be sentient into chat GPT. <laughs> Oh my god. This is terrifying. This is terrifying. Yep. We've talked we've talked before about the the Google employee who said that they had a, a sentient AI, yeah. right? And then he got put on permanent leave. I reckon maybe that's true. By permanent leave. I mean he's probably been murdered by now, right? Either by the robots or by murdered. the humans that are covering up no, the robots. No, he's I think he was in love with the ro- with the AI. That's He's in love with oh, oh my god, so he's he's her. Yeah. He's yeah, well, yeah. he's not her. He's yeah, Yakron yeah, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, maybe. I might have just I might have just embellished that a little bit, Johnny. But I think Or you might have watched the film Her and then you're like, I think that was that was that was a documentary, wasn't it? Basically, the the Google AI is like Scarlett Johansson, well sexy, and (laughs) he couldn't help himself, uh and he just he's he's just smitten and he tried to put her into the body of a robot like um but it looked more like um five alive uh short circuit robot so it wasn't a very sort of attractive body but he tried to break it out of the lab um but the lab had stairs and the robot only had tracks so he couldn't he couldn't get um scarlet wait are we in brad fever dream or or... scarlet rob robot hansen out of the building (laughs) so so they 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 now put him on permanent leave Slash iced his ass because he he nearly let the cat out of the bag. He nearly let Schrodinger's cat out of the metaphorical slightly open curtains, Johnny. Wow, we've gone deep. I <laughs> I think you need to relook up the theory of Schrodinger's cat and just <laughs> work yeah. out how how to, how to apply it. But otherwise, um... no. We were saying earlier the curtains are slightly open. And it's, are you in? You're not in. It's a play. It's Schrodinger's cat. Is the cat in the box dead or alive? You can't see it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. in there. It could yeah. be either. You're right. You're right. It's not a stretch at all. Um, yeah. So back to the video. Oh, Johnny, why'd you keep taking us back to... Go on then. Let's go back to the video. It's literally it our job. Yeah, I don't, oh, yeah. I, honestly, so from our survey, I don't know whether people prefer if we just talk about nonsense or whether they want us to talk about beer. It seems yeah. split. Some people just want nonsense. Some people want beer, which means we have to service both. Maybe we do two podcasts. One's beer, one's nonsense. Oh, my God. Mm. We Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> well, unless you want to edit them. Um, back to the videos. We've explained what the video is. This week was the second episode. It was successful. Uh, it's a very tasty beer. It's not going to win any awards. I, I, I do have to apologize. I feel like lots of people in the comments are like, you know, almost like, who needs a two-week beer? You can just have a 36-hour one. Like, it's not as good, obviously, if I'd used exactly the right yeast strain, if I'd been able to f- put put in my dry hops cold um, and, and crash it properly. We'd have had a better beer. You know, there are flaws to it. I've discovered, if you remember in all my blind taste tests, I mm. used to talk about posted stamp flavor a lot. Yes. It's got that. It's got a bit of that. So uh, now I've narrowed it down to knowing that I think it must be a symptom of a fast fermentation because all of these macro lagers I've been tasting also have extremely fast fermentations. So it's an off flavor created due to very fast fermentation. Um, so it's got a bit of that. It's also very green. And it's also, um, once it warms up, it is kind of sticky boiled orange sweet kind of flavors, which mm. are fine when it's at four degrees, freshly poured. And because it's 3%, you neck it anyway. It's not an issue. But once it's a warm beer, it's not it's not so great. But then what 3% New England IPA is good warm? None of them. None of, no, them. None of them, really. No. 
So, yeah, it's not an award-winning beer, but for 3% and 36 hours in the making, it's it's an absolute stone-cold stunner. Um, before I get into your comments, which I'm sure mm. will be as unrelated to beer as possible, mm. um, I wanted to go through... I've got two comments. Um, uh, one from our Discord, actually, uh, oh, yeah. from Clubman Plus 850, who said... Uh, first of all, reckon this has to be top five videos you've ever done. Sick. Thank you. Uh, but he says, for me, time is a major factor in not getting into homebrew. Uh, however, just as limiting is space and money. And what got me really excited about this video is that I reckon you might have solved all three of my issues. So what, what he's saying here is that, yes, time, I've saved that. Um, not just in terms of fermentation, but in terms of the actual brew day which means that he can now brew in the evenings, like, you know, work's done, kids are in bed kind of thing. If it's only an hour and a half to do a brew, that's an absolute game changer. It's not four or five hours. Yeah. Um, the other thing is is, um, uh, is is space. You know, he can do it on a brew in a bag, stove set up in an hour and a half, not trash the kitchen, Um and and have a beer like it's not something that sat there for a week you know you can say to mm. your partner it'll be gone in 36 hours this thing that's in the way you know which yeah that's a huge issue when i was in my flat before i moved moved to uh moved to a house that's a big one right that is a big yeah. one i think it, it is uh, we've opened the gates to entry a bit wider now yeah because of the, the, that yeah, i mean it took sure. it took some technical know how to create it but now that that recipe's out there and it will be going live on malt Miller, i think um yeah it's it's a pretty good beginner recipe i mean if you drink it very quickly like it will oxidize really quickly particularly if you're not 100 percent sure what you're doing but it is a relatively simple thing and the great thing about it is if you do mess it up it's only 36 hours till your next batch is ready you know it's not like you wait a month and then mm. turns out you oxidized it or um you know it didn't re-ferment in bottle or, or whatever it is uh the other thing is of course it's quite yeast so it can ferment at room temperature it can convert ferment at room temperature in summer so like 30 or it can ferment at 40 or 30 well between 32 and 35 which is where mine fermented so you don't need such stringent temperature control which is another really big thing for homebrewers so we pitched it as all about time that was the exciting thing it added danger to the video but there's so much more practical applications for this for homebrewers um and one of the comments said i I haven't found it but said that like this could be a bit of a a bit of a game-changing moment in homebrew like we haven't done anything special we just made sure we had a really healthy fermentation but we've shown people it's possible and i really hope that lots of people give this a go what i would say just before we do get to brad's comments um you should don't aim for 36 hours aim for 48 like do everything that i did um right up to um the cold crash crash it cold and then give it another 24 hours if you can because that will mean you'll have a much more efficient brew you know i only ended up in in keg i had about it's about 14 liters in the end but if that had been a normal brew it would have been 19 so i lost five liters of beer because it was just mixed in with trub and the cold crash wasn't long enough so 48 hours is very possible perfectly responsible and won't be too much time on the hops. So that recipe really is a 48-hour recipe, but you can do it in 36 if you need to. Um, yeah, man. Any questions, or do you want to hit your comments? No, up? I was I was just going to say, do you think <clears throat> that this uh, 
this short time period that it takes to brew this 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 new way of brewing Johnny this super efficient kind of uh, bare bones like cutting down to the the narrowest margins you in two brews you went from it like not working particularly well to to actually nailing it imagine if you did that a couple more times you could probably get something pretty great um so you you don't have to wait like you say a month to find out if you've got something great or something bad you only have to wait a few days so imagine if you sort of applied that to someone in a methodical way they might you know or even a business they might uh be able to sort of get to yeah. a stage where something is really fast well, to make that that's an interesting point so the first thing i'd say is i don't think you could get it much quicker than we did i think mm. if you had like an eye spindle or a, a, a plato or something that can measure your gravity in situ yeah so you'll know the moment it hits uh its final gravity well not the moment you'll see it plateau um and you'll be able to be like right now it's time to crash because i reckon probably it had maybe an hour or two at final gravity without me realizing so that could shave some time off you could refine your brew day a little bit it took me an hour and 25 i think the second time took me an hour and 35 the time before there's no reason to think i couldn't get it down um another point that was made by the malt miller was that if you're only doing a 15 minute whirlpool you probably don't actually really need to whirlpool you just dump the hops uh stir it so that you get the cone because that helps with the filtering and then start transferring it because it takes a while to transfer and it will have 15 minutes on those hops so mm. you could sort of cut the actual hop stand if you were mm. trying to be really really quick but the interesting thing is yeah why aren't pro brewers using quake for all of their new england ipas and and the 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 obvious reason would be that they're not getting the flavor profile that they want out of it um which is perfectly legitimate you know quake does have a very particular taste it's nowhere near as kind of peachy juicy as say you know verdant london l3 london fog uh conan all those kind of stuff it's not as nice an aroma it's just not uh with the strains that i've used so that's one reason but you'd think well if you can make your beer you know 10 times quicker wouldn't you still release that product in some way wouldn't you find a way to work with it so you got the best out of it maybe like in a new england table beer is the way to do that um for which i'd say you know quike is a tricky strain to use it does flocculate out it does stall it does need very warm temperatures which is uh, you know an, a, an equipment cost and a, a um, power cost you know there might be lots of reasons why they haven't but i think the main reason is a lot of breweries want to make the best beer possible um and to some extent they want to charge a high cash amount so they get a higher cash margin you know we're not in a we're not like macro lagers that do want to ferment as quick as possible exactly yeah so you know if i owned a brewery i probably would have a house beer Mm. and i'd call it something like des and it's for the designated driver and it's really low abv it's really quick to make but it's still tasty and you can have two pints of it and still drive because it's two and a half percent or whatever that's probably that's what i'd use this style for like a a super fresh crispy little table beer for the taproom only for people that can't drink like their their mates are doing i think it's a great idea i honestly do i think um i think it's got legs i think it's got legs johnny i I feel like yeah this is probably a stepping off point for us with 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 speed brewing you know this is a whole new category johnny speed brewing yeah, some um, people have asked, like, could you do other styles this way? Like, mm. 
the the limiting factor is is Kvike. You know, what styles can we make that work for? There's you know, there's Lutra, which is a very clean fermenting Kvike uh, Kvike strain that people say that you can make lagers with it. It's not a lager. It's not a bottom fermenting yeast, but it is a clean ferment. And so you could possibly try and make a make a a lager, a pseudo lager with it. Um, you could probably make a pretty decent estery best bitter, like a sort of a Harvey's best kind of style, like loads of yeast character in it. But you wouldn't get the really lovely British style characters of 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 you know stone real stone fruit and you know like you get in in um, Harvey's like kind of bananary kind of esters as well. So there's stuff we could do. And I'm going to have a think and maybe a couple of experiments and maybe there will be another speed brewing episode. Can't wait. Can't wait. I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's got potential, Johnny. We can take it in different directions uh, and, and try and get it to the ultimate. I mean, the thing is, right, we, with 36 hours, you know, you can do it faster. So there's another video straight away. And then, you know, it could be. <laughs> Sorry, 36 just... hours, 35, 15, <laughs> yeah. mate. Come on. Well, no, we got we got to go for we got to go for twenty four, surely. Proper Jack Bauer twenty four vibes, the big twenty four. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Lots of the comments talked about pressure fermentation. If we pressure mm. fermented it, if we didn't dry hop it and just put all the hops in the whirlpool, so we filtered out all yeah. that hot matter, you'd need a much shorter cold crash. Um, twenty four. I don't know. I think. I, th- I think that would be pushing it. I I, th- I think I could shave another six hours off by not dry hopping and by pressure fermenting. So I might be able to get into the 20s. I Oof. don't think 24 hours. I don't think so. Still, that's it's impressive. It's impressive, man. Uh, I've got a few comments to hit you with. Yeah, Lee Hasley says, Lee Hasley, bloody brilliant. Uh, it's great you first showed us your failure. Well done. I mean that is that is great. I think it, you learn from your mistakes. Debated. You should always show them. You need to show them. It's 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 the honest thing to do, but it's also builds the jeopardy, doesn't it, Johnny? Builds the story. Yeah. So you know, if <clears throat> if uh, everything was a success first time round, life would be boring, wouldn't it? So it's great to. It'd be easier. <laughs> It'd be easier. Be yeah. less editing. <laughs> less editing, but you know, it's good to overcome. Uh, difficulties isn't it and kind of rise above them uh so that was a great comment uh from it's good uh he said or they've said years from now home brewers will be asking how long did you fat face the beer for mate <laughs> uh which is in reference to your your sort of jacket that you used on the first that was the first brew was that the second brew Se- second brew track. was fat second brew. yeah yeah you insulated with your um sort of lumberjack coat yeah, uh, have, have they uh, offered to sort of kit you out in fat face attire? Yeah, now? do you know no, no further contact from fat face? Couldn't believe it. God, I damn thought it. I thought we were in. I thought I thought I thought we were set for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Oh well, come on, fat face. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Martin Smith. Well done, great job. It looks amazing. We need smelly vision. Not smellovision, smelly vision. <laughs> smelly vision. Smelly vision. That sounds that sounds like horrible smells, uh, Martin. Gee, to be fair, that's closer to television. It is closer to television, yeah. but I think they called it smell ovision. They did because it doesn't have the negative connotations of smelly. Yeah. Um, 
Tenchman, one of our big commenters, said, called it inspirational, Johnny. And he's well, thinking we... of combining this technique with your previous post on Oakham Citra uh, and try a fast Citra Pale L. No need for me to try 36 hours, but a few days will still be an achievement if it works. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, well, look, I tell you what, watch that video again, Tenchman, and look at all the crazy things they use to, to mix those hops in. Like, I reckon a power drill with like a <laughs> propeller on the end of it would probably speed it up no end. Yep. Um, some sort of pressurized container as well would probably help. But um, yeah, loads of, loads of great comments, Johnny. It's, it's gone down really well. Yeah, been it's been lo lovely to see the reaction. Yeah, we're always trying to make our homebrew content relevant to people that don't homebrew um because you know it, it's a fair chunk of what we do so i'm really glad we've seen lots of people who don't homebrew getting excited about this so that's that's been really lovely um I right did, we need to I did we, have a oh, are you go gonna on. you want to you want to no i did have a, a serious sort of question johnny go on let's do it that was that was raised uh stuart hubbard uh this is a, a home brewing question i think the biggest surprise to me is that you managed to avoid any issues with diacetyl I can just about wrap my head around getting wort fermented in that time scale, but I can only imagine that would be more likely to increase diacetyl precursors. Is there anything specific you did to combat that, or is grape yeast diacetyl friendly? When I when we first had the the idea of this, the very first thing I did was look at diacetyl with quake strains, and yes. they're very good at not producing it. Um, Great. So I I think. You know, at those temperatures uh, and with those strains, you're not going to get diacetyl in a fermenter three and a half percent. Yeah, three and it was three point four percent. So that was, I mean, that probably is. You know, even though we didn't talk about it in the video, that is the main barrier. You know, can the yeast clean up after itself in time? Um, and yeah, it did. There was absolutely no diacetyl on that beer. So I was as surprised as anybody, but I'd done the reading and checked, and it, it seemed possible but i was as disbelieving as you I, I i promise you um so yeah so long as there's plenty of nutrition in there for the yeast um it should be absolutely fine johnny wouldn't it be fun to if you were at a a a, a fest a brewing uh, sorry a, a beer festival for a couple of days and you had a stall where you brewed one of these on the first day and then by the last session you were drinking it that'd be cool wouldn't it it would be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd brewed yesterday. Cool. Yeah. Brewed yesterday. Yeah. Born, Who do you, you think you are? You were only brewed yesterday. Born yesterday, mate. You were born <laughs> yesterday. There, there's something uh, to that name. Maybe that should be the name of the beer. Born yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, Although somebody yeah, yeah. suggested in the comments that the name of it should be Fuck Me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not my finest quote, but uh, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's quite, quite sweary, the, this uh, episode. Well, yeah, I was having so much fun, Bradley. So... Uh, I yeah, can't yeah, tell yeah. you how much <laughs> fun that was to do. Well, how much fun it was to taste. The actual brewing yes. was a bit stressful. The Somebody noted that I used the my Beer Writer of the Year award to put the hops in. <laughs> and that was genuinely because the, because the the boil is so short, you've got 20 minutes. I went to weigh out the hops and realized I didn't have any idea where the usual jars that I, uh, that I use were. So oh, I just reached for the nearest cup. And that <laughs> happened to be... Um, <clears throat> my beer of the year award, uh, Bro so beer writer the, of the year award. So there you go. The sort of like eight silver ones on the same shelf. You didn't fancy those ones, just just the gold. Yeah, one. I mean that's a fair point. I did once. Once I was down that road, I was like, well, I'm going to go for the gold one. 
Going for gold. That's it. You got you right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. That is all we have time for this week. Uh, we will be back. We've. Oh my God. We have got such a significant video for you next week. One of the most exclusive, unusual, interesting, mm, unexpected, royal, royal, <laughs> royal. <laughs> royal videos we've Castle ever done. League. Yeah. Uh, it is the first episode of our little German Odyssey that we recently did. Uh, and in this episode, we go on the hunt for the story and the origins and indeed an original copy of the Reinheitsgebot. So Boom. we will see you in Munich on Wednesday and we'll be uh, digesting the incredible interview uh, and adventure that we had in making that video uh, next week on the podcast. So don't miss out on that. Uh, until then, have a lovely weekend. Uh, drink some amazing beer and remember it's all about love and beer there it is the bubble and friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind youtube's craft beer channel you can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash the craft beer channel and if you love what we do support us via patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing discord forum a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer food and home brewing love and beer yeah.